I'm sure you remember our next guest from episode 103 when she talked about helping us make good habits out of our evening routines and our morning routines and just really helping us feel more organized so of course we can open up our day to have more intentional moments. I wanted to get Lauren White back on here so that she could talk to all of us about something that I know is on our minds right now with the start of the school year. That, of course, brings schedule changes and cluttering changes in our day, right? It changes the way that our systems work and we have to get back on track. And with that comes the one system of what the heck do we do with all that paper, everything that's coming home extra from the kids on top of all the paper that's already in our home. And I wanted to let you guys in on our conversation of just tricks and habits that we can put into our day that are super easy to make you feel like you get a big victory in that organization area of your life so that you can always open up your day for more intentional moments where you really want them instead of feeling the stress of the disorganization around you. Lauren White is a mom, former teacher, turned business owner, and professional home organizer and simplicity enthusiast. She is passionate about being organized, efficient, and helping families find simplicity. She's the host of the Intentional Edit Podcast, a top 50 ranked podcast for home and garden. Teaching parents how to identify struggles is how Lauren comes up with an action plan to conquer the chaos. Her expertise includes decluttering, home organization, time management, simplifying habits, setting up routines, implementing systems, and managing family schedules. Lauren's mission is to help busy, overwhelmed moms find solutions that bring simplicity to their home and life, which result in less stress and more time spent doing favorite activities with their most cherished friends and family. I know you're going to walk away with practical tools you can implement into your home immediately after this episode. Come along, friend. Let's grow. You know those days where you just feel so overwhelmed and tired from all the busy and you just want to multiply the time you do have to create more time for intentional words and family dinners and quality time together? And do you just need to know that you really can keep your family close and your faith strong in today's world? Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Just step right over the random pile of clothes, turn right past the paper still out from last week's school project, maybe don't look at the sink, and make yourself at home, friend. I'm your host, Jennifer, wife to my high school sweetheart, mom of four, and creator of Together Moments, where we took our same worries and figured out the answer to slowing down, keeping family time a priority, and creating deep connection through solid communication, even among all the busy. The answer is to gather moments, and we want to come alongside your family as you lay your foundation. If you're ready for time to slow down, intentional moments to overflow, and all of this to feel easy in your real life, then welcome, friend, with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, her favorite number is 12, Jennifer Zumbio. I want to share a review I got from a customer, and this is 
a dear customer who's become a dear friend. She has been along this together journey since it started. I only met her because she purchased these products and believed in the mission. You know her also as Lindsay House, a guest from episode number two, where she shares with us taking care of yourself and definitely finding time for yourself in the middle of the busy days. And from episode number 60, she is also the host of her own podcast, Direction Not Perfection. And she will send me the most awesome encouragement. This time she sent me a little text that said, first week of school and I know exactly what's going on the pillows tonight. These were a picture of her together note cards that she chose to leave each of her daughters and one of them was with the sticker that says, I definitely noticed your good deed when you, and the other one had the prompt of, I know that was hard for you and I am so proud of you. If you have not looked at the Together Note Cards, these are so fun. They're so easy. They really bring the Together way into another element of your family's life. There's 20 cards in a set. They all have a different prompt that's written in the outline of a sticker in the corner of the card. They're about the size of four by six. And each of them also have a different one of the cartoon drawings from the Together games. So every single time you leave one of these, it's a really unique experience for you and your child or your spouse or your friend or whomever you give them to. But you can leave them on their pillow or you can leave them in their lunchbox, on their mirror. You can just hand it to them. You can leave it in their school bag. All kinds of sweet things you can do with those. They are at togethermoments.com. You can order those there. And I know that you will love these and love how they bless you with just giving you the sweetest words to speak when you need those moments to count even more. Lauren, thank you so much for hopping back onto the show and taking time to record with us. I know you were our guest on episode 103, and we definitely need you back with the start of our school year. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me again. It is always fun to talk to you. We have so much in common, and it's just a great time when we can have these little moments to chat. I agree. I wish we were doing it in person, but Zoom will have to do, right? <laughs> yes, Zoom works. All right. So I had you back here. We're going we're gonna to do a really quick episode for our listeners about paper decluttering. I think this is a really important topic to think about right now. We are at the start of the school year, and I think we can all relate to the overload of paper coming into our home. So I thought it'd be a great time to do this quick episode on decluttering and organizing our paper. We have our kids' schoolwork, homemade artwork, mail, coupons, cards we receive, important receipts. Lauren, we want you to give us all your best tips. Yes, of course. So paper clutter is a real thing. And a lot of times it's the last thing we think about putting systems in place for. I actually recorded a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago about this because I was getting so many questions where it was only the first or second week of school and people are already overwhelmed. It's like the art projects are coming home. The worksheets are coming home, especially when you have younger kids, a lot more papers come home from school, but you have to have systems in place for all the different types of paper clutter. So I am constantly talking about 
you have to have systems and routines for everything in your home and your life. If you truly want to simplify and make life easier, and it's not any different for the paper, the, all the different papers that you have in your, that come to your home, you need to have a system down so that you do the same thing with those papers and your kids and whoever is living in your home, whoever is part of the bringing the papers in or who is p- responsible for going over those papers and doing something with them, they all need to know what is the system, what is the new routine that goes forward with the papers that come home. And we treat mail a little bit different than we treat school papers. We, depending on the ages of your kids, if they have to keep papers for the entire school year to document and possibly bring back in a portfolio or something at the end of the semester or the end of the year, those would be different than an art project that might be some a forever piece. And then of course, there's the papers that we need to discard and we need to make decisions around those two and not putting off those decisions is one of the keys to not letting the papers stack up. Okay. So here's what I love about you. And you talked about this the first time that, uh, we had an interview, but you like to talk about good systems take place of old habits that aren't working. And I love that you keep us focused on that and our habits around things and just making it work for us in a way that's reflective of our family and not overwhelming, but that makes us all feel like we can have those more intentional moments that we all want. So let's start with the kids stuff. Okay. So let's just back up and think about what's happened over the last couple of weeks with our kiddos going back to school. Can we start with those papers that we get from the teachers or the school administration that we do have to hold on for the whole year. Tell us what your system would be for the person who needs to start it right now with their kid that's 12 and we have a bad system or for the kid that's just starting kindergarten and the family that's never done anything at all yet. Okay, so I like to address the school papers kind of as one thing because they come out of the backpacks and they come home at the end of the school day in one spot. You're emptying out the backpack and here they all are. And that could be a mix of different types of papers, but you are seeing them all together. So there are a few things. If it is something that needs to be addressed, like a permission slip form or a form you need to make a payment or a parent has to sign it, those forms, you need to have a designated space in your home. And this will either be a basket or a little container somewhere where the kids know when they take these things out of the basket, out of their backpack, it goes to the basket. And then mom looks at those right away. The other option is if you have a homework routine where you get home from school and everyone gathers around the table and does homework together, that might be the kids give it to you in that moment and then you take it and put it to the basket. So again, it depends on the age of your kids and what the routine is for the homework hours that are in your home. So that's that's one thing. If you have a paper as a parent that you need to keep, that is something that you filled out. It's not a digital format and it's actually a physical paper that you need to keep. Have a file system where you keep your your other files and have one for each child. And then 
those, but those are not like the cards from your kids or sentimental things that you want to keep or art projects. These are just for the informative paperwork that you have to have. And you can have one with every child's name on it. And then at the end of each school year, go through those and then purge the things that you don't need going forward. So that would be for that. And then for the other thing that comes home is like homework papers, worksheets. If you know for certain that they do not have to bring these back, some teachers require kids to have a three ring binder at home and they have to put the, the papers in this three-ring binder, and then they turn it in for a grade at the end of that course. So that system is already set up for you. And most children should be responsible for that on their own, where they're taking these papers and putting it in the order in that binder, according to the teacher's preferences and what is going to get them the full credit for that at the end of that class. But if these are things that come home and they never need to go back to school. And it could be a worksheet. It could be an art project. It could be a school paper. That's when you make a decision about it. And what you have to decide is, are you keeping these things for the long-term? Because most adults, when they're presented boxes of their school papers, actually don't even go through them. And they just get rid of them. They go right to the dumpster and they're they're not appreciated. But if you have a small curated collection of the best things, the most important things, the things that are the most significant that mark a memory or a moment in time. So those would be things like something with a handprint on it or a picture that was put into a project. The younger your kids are, the more of these you will have. Get one container or one plastic bin for each child for these mementos that you want to keep that are in the terms of paper project type things and keep the best of the best. If it is ripped or broken or the child doesn't even seem to be interested in it, then it wouldn't go to that bin. Another thing you can do is have a designated place in your home where every child gets to display one or two pieces of art or a paper that came home. You can have a a clipboard for each one on the wall and you just clip it on. You can have a magnetic board, whatever fits into your home and the space that you have. And then when another thing comes home, they choose, do they want to replace what's already up there with the one that just came home or is the one that just came home, not that important and they don't care about keeping it. So involve your kids in those decisions and then just put this process in place. It can be displayed for a short amount of time, and then it either goes to the trash or it goes to the storage bin to save for a long time and really be like ruthless with what you choose to put in there. And don't just put everything in there because they made it. If it is something standard, like a worksheet, a spelling test, the boring stuff that comes home every single week, they don't care what they got on their math test in first grade. Those are the things that you don't want to keep. And if you really want to be minimal, then take a picture of the art projects that come home. You don't need to keep them. Just take a picture, document that, 
And at the end of their time in school, you can print a little coffee table book or a mini book, or you can have those available in a digital format if you don't want to ever print a book. But that's another option if you are really short on space and just don't want to keep any of these things, but feel guilty about throwing them away. Okay. These were great. I feel like you actually really, truly encourage me. I can do this. (laughs) I can get rid of this stuff. I can feel okay. And for those listeners out there who think, no, I, I, I do want to keep my child's first grade math test. It's so cute. They're my first child. I get it. My first baby who's now 15 still has these binders from when she was little, like first, second, third grade, where I kept everything. I need to go through them. It's just one of those things on the list. I got to, I want to pull out like the special things and dump the rest. Now my fourth child who's in first grade, he comes home with the sweet paper, like last week and said, welcome to first grade. He said, didn't I color it so nice and everything? And I'm saying you did buddy, but, um, what are we going to do with it? (laughs) Like, Where are we going to keep it? I don't know. I'll put it on my desk. I said, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe we could throw it away and keep one of your other things. <laughs> like, that's the difference between first and fourth. I just drop it in the garbage in front of him, you know, which yes. isn't the nicest, but <laughs> um, we can all do it. Channel that inner parent 10 years from now, who's going to be sick of the clutter and you can do this mama. I know you can. And I, I need to tell myself I can do it as well. So these were excellent tips. I do have a question. What about the, like specifically the sweet cards or signs we get from our kiddos that are for us, like mom and dad? So give yourself a place to store these. And that could be, if you have a big file cabinet, then maybe that's in there and you store them by child. And every, again, every child has a folder and you place them in there, or you can have a sentimental box or some type of a container where you put these things and you don't want it to be huge. Like you're not filling up numerous under the bed, giant storage containers with all of these mementos. But again, if they're really important, display them, or at least display them for a amount of time until another one comes up or is given to you and then replace it with that one so that you have these to where you see them. Because when you're just placing these things into a container, it's forgotten until you have to put something else into that container and you're not really going back and enjoying it. So keeping a few things that are sentimental and that you want to be able to go back and look at is fine. You just don't want to have an overabundance of that stuff. If these things are really important to you, then find a way to display them, find a way to frame a couple pieces of art or a sweet card or letter that your kids gave to you and have that on your desk or hanging in your, oh, in your closet even, or just a place where you can look at that and see, and it's a special reminder. It's something that is important to you, but if it's just a card that they gave you and all they did was sign their name, that's not significant. It's what is important to you. It's the message they wrote. It's the picture that they drew. And it's okay. If at some point you decide to get rid of some of these things and not keep them all, but don't make it so that it is a clutter in your home and just out and about everywhere, because then the appreciation for that, it can, you know, dwindle away. And it's more of something that is causing you stress because it's taking up your space and your time and making it more difficult to clean. So be intentional with where you display it, 
what you have out and then what you truly want to keep in your special mementos box or container. Again, thank you for that, Lauren. It's it's just a good reminder. If we throw away our child's sweet little card, it doesn't mean we're throwing away our love for them. <laughs> we are just consciously thinking of what needs to be saved or not. And something you said before that I do not do, I haven't turned it into any, anything. You said snap a picture of things. And it, it made me think I have definitely over the years when my kids wanted to keep something, I said, no, we need to pitch it. I've snapped a picture of it, although I've never done anything with that picture. But I was just thinking something easy with the start of the school year would be, you know, we can all make a little album on our phone in our, our digital photos, put an album for each child, maybe, and you can snap a picture of what they wanted to save that you wanted to throw away. And there's a ton of good apps. I think there's one called Collageable, I think is the one I have on my phone, where you can insert the pictures and then we could print them. So then I could print like, you know, I don't know, 12 squares, three by four on a sheet of paper, and then put that in my kids' papers for this year if they wanted to see their artwork for years to come. Although, you know. 10 years from now, obviously they're not going to care, but it's a good thing. And it made me think that's another good option of our kids' sweet drawings that we don't want taking up all this space, but we love that they drew all these things for us. So that would be a sweet thing to be able to print on a collage as well that we could put in our, you know, special box for ourselves. And sometimes it's not just an art project that is on a piece of paper. It is a diorama that comes home or a big three, whatever those are called for like science fair projects, where it's like the big poster that folds in and it has the three different sections. Well, where are you going to store that? Those things are too big. But if you take a picture of those, though, that you have that the pic you're going to have the picture indefinitely. And like what you said, you put it in, you either print the pictures, you put it into a little book, or you can even have a digital frame that is constantly playing all these different art projects. And if it's in your phone or if it's in your home, then mix it with the, all the kids. And so the different projects are showing up you can do it like that. You can take the picture where your child is holding the artwork or standing next to it, or it's just the artwork itself. And what's fun a lot of times with these photo sharing softwares, you can just download these pictures into those things like a Snapfish or there's a couple of those, depending on whatever you use. And you put the pictures, you have this album, they're all there. And then when the child graduates from high school or at a significant moment in time, then you can print a small little album. It doesn't have to be a big 12 by 12 coffee table book, just a tiny little like four by four thing with all these pictures. That is something cute. It's small. And then they have all of the mementos and it's not taking up a huge amount of space and just adding to the clutter. Oh, I love that idea. That's a, that's really cute to just keep saving them over the years and then print them later. Okay. So Lauren, thank you. You gave us really great answer for the homework, the cards, the artwork. And I think you gave us great ideas for the families that find themselves with multiple kids, triple, quadruple the papers. Let's move on to mail. I just love your technique for organizing mail. What do you do when you get it out of the mailbox? Where does it all go? The the bill, the coupon that you may want to use, the um, like thing you need for 
your health spending account, the receipt you have to save? What do you do with all of them? Okay. So first thing is just like with email, unsubscribe to anything that you possibly can. If catalogs are coming to you that you don't look at, then find that page in there or go to the website where you can get off of that mail list. Try to get every single thing that you possibly can, every account that you have to come to you through email instead of adding to the physical clutter with the mail. You will be more efficient with it and it's less likely to get lost or have an issue if it just shows up in your email inbox, whether it's a bill, an account statement, any of that try to eliminate the paper mail coming to you. So that would be the first thing. And the next thing is deal with these things when you get them. If you can't deal with the mail, if you don't have three or four minutes to deal with the mail, then don't don't get the mail. Get it at the end of the day. Don't get it because it just showed up in the mailbox. So what you're going to do when you do get the mail, and I will tell you, I live in a neighborhood where we have locking mailboxes. So I don't even get my mail once a week. All of the important things that come to me come to my email box and the the mail kind of annoys me a little bit. It's like things that I did not request and that I don't want usually 99% of the time. So if it's a package or something, it comes directly to the door. You get that. But the, the paper mail that's coming in the envelopes or the flyers, the newspaper articles, all those things, when you do get your mail, and if you don't have a locking mailbox, of course you want to get it every day, but walk with your stack of mail to your trash and recycling cans. If you have that inside your house, in your kitchen, pull that out and sort through your mail right there. If it is a flyer, an advertisement, it immediately goes into the recycle or the trash And then you should only be left with a couple of things. If you have someone else in your home that that mail is for, you can disperse it to that person. And then the things you actually have to deal with, if it is something that just has to be filed away, have a place near your files where you have to save this thing. Or if you're a person that's gone digital and you now scan these things, you should have a either a file folder, a bin, some type of basket where these things go so that then you can scan it the next time you do that. And you should really be having that in your routine to do weekly so these things don't add up. In terms of coupons, do not save the coupon if it's not a store that you go to. Don't go buy something just because there is a coupon. If it is a coupon that you need out of the home, then put it in your purse or put it in your car, have a designated little pouch or something where these things go. And then again, have that in your schedule to weekly or monthly check these coupons and get rid of the ones that are expired. But if it's something that you would use on the computer and it's actually something that you're going to purchase, then have a spot for that to where depending on if you're going to use it on the computer or just on your phone, but you have a little designated spot that could be a dish or it's like a pending file folder. Like I have a pending section on my desk where these things go. And if the coupon hasn't been used in a certain amount of time, or I didn't order that thing, then it goes in the trash. I'm constantly reviewing what is in that pending folder, because those are the action items that where things are either waiting for correspondence from someone else, or it's just something that is in 
process right now and I can't move forward with it until something else happens. So it's like this little pending location. I didn't know this was going to turn into a little bit of help with our budget as well. (laughs) Because you said, if you're not going to use them, get rid of them. (laughs) It's true. Just because the coupon comes doesn't mean I have to buy the thing. Yesterday was the last day of August and I got a a email that said last day to use your $5 at DSW because it was my birthday month. And I clicked and I went to their clearance and 15 minutes later, I'm like, I wasn't buying anything at DSW anyway. Why, why did I just waste 15 minutes looking at this? So yeah, it's also a good time for us to really take a good self audit on, do we really need that? Am I just keeping it to read because it was in front of me? Am I keeping it to buy because it came in the mail. Like, was I ever going to take time to look up this publication that just came to me? No, just throw it away. (laughs) The marketing and advertising departments from those companies are doing their job when they're getting you to go to those websites and to actually make the purchase. Now, if it's something where you need a new home appliance and all of a sudden Home Depot has a 15% off, obviously use the coupon, but you don't let the coupons encourage you to buy something you don't need this something that you won't use because it just adds to the clutter and now this is something that you have to maintain and take care of and store and use or you just have to get rid of it down the road because it was a purchase that wasn't really something that was something that you love or a necessity exactly oh my goodness okay lauren This has been a great episode. I wanted to keep this short. You gave us so much good advice for the children's papers and our mail. And I think those are the top two things that cause the paper clutter, of course. And just thank you. Thank you for that encouragement. I hope for our listeners, you can take away some immediate action steps you can do right now and feel like you're winning against that distraction of cluttered paper so that you can have more time to create those intentional moments. Lauren, I'd love for you to share with us real quick before we end here, what is one thing helping your family stick together right now? I think just being back in a routine with school in session and getting into the groove and figuring out, like, I I think last time I shared that we did family game night and we will continue that with this school year. But right now we're like finding the groove with the, the school year and what nights are we having dinner together? Is there a night where maybe we could go out? What does this new routine? Now we have a high school student. So coming up with these little, and like, this is really what you do, these moments throughout the day and being intentional with them and just grasping what our new routine looks like so that we stay connected with each other. What a great um, reminder to all of us that, yeah, like when our schedule changes, it's not always a bad thing. It should re-energize us to look at those different areas of our family that can be spiced up more fun and, and just re-energized. Lauren, I know our guests love you. They probably already follow you after knowing you from your past episode, but please tell us where they can connect with you and um, learn all the great things you're doing to help them stay organized and systemized. 
Yes. Thank you so much for having me again. This was really fun. I know that we will connect again in the future. Uh, my website is intentionaledit.com. There's all kinds of resources over there. The podcast is the intentional edit podcast, and you can find me on Instagram or any, really any social media platforms at intentional edit. I do a coaching and have some different courses to offer. So if you're looking for more information on how to systemize, declutter, and organize your life. I would love to help you in whatever capacity that I can. Yes. Go check out Lauren. She will most definitely help you. And you can tell from this interview, she will encourage you the whole way and cheer you on and make you feel like you can absolutely do it. Thanks for being here today, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. If you love what you're gathering through these episodes, please screenshot, tag us, share with friends, and leave a review. It is the best compliment you can give us. It is so encouraging, and together we can help grow stronger families. Be sure to follow us at Together Moments on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a DM. Check out all our incredible games and tools and your free family resources at togethermoments.com. As always, Take time to gather, together to grow, and speak the words that matter.